Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And before you ask Greg Powell, I'm making a sandwich, and that's the sound you're hearing. It's me making a sandwich and Archie barking. There's a lot of stuff going on. There is. There is. It's very busy. Yes, uh, yes. Look, I didn't ask for this. This is the role that the world has given me. That's right. That's right. We're going to get into the mock draft. We're going to get into... Uh, what we think happens with the first five picks, where we think the quarterbacks go. But first, what we're going to get into is some low-level, boring building drama that uh, that has taken my night on a turn. Uh, I was at a condo meeting for my building. That's how I roll. Uh, yeah. And the meeting began at 5.33 p.m. I know that because I checked. Um, yeah. The meeting ended at 8.52 p.m. Yeah. And then there was a shadow board meeting of the people who don't like the current board on my floor, uh, which I am not one of them. I, I'm team board, which I expressed to them during the shadow meeting. Okay. Um, and it, it was absurd. Okay. The, the, probably the m- most relevant text of the exchange was you asking, do you really have to be there? Did, <laughs> did, did anyone stay? Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. And the short answer is no, of course I didn't have to be there. I'm an adult. I can make my own choices. The longer answer is there were, there are people who really don't like the board and what they're doing. And there are people who really don't like the property management company. Okay. So they started going off on it. And what happened was, the anti-board contingent stayed and the pro-board contingent left when it was clear that they, that the anti-board people weren't going to be able to do what they were trying to do, which was throw out the whole board. I know this is all okay. seeming pretty meaningless, but it was important to me, and so I'm sharing with you. All right. So here's how this story ends. One of the strong anti-boarders uh, sent a letter using his own money – with a self-addressed return stamped envelope. So he's paying, I don't know what a stamp costs, 70 cents a unit for our 200 plus unit building Wow! to complain. And he got kind of aggressive in the meeting. And so I got kind of heated in defense of the board and, and the meeting ends and he goes to leave and I go to try to make peace because I'm nothing if not a peacemaking guy. Sure, sure. And so I just wanted to say, literally, hey, let's go get a beer or pizza or something and talk about this. Yeah. He pushed aside past me and and did not let me say anything uh, and stormed out. So, okay. So I I went and saw sought out his partner who was there who was willing to at least acknowledge me. And uh, I apologize, though a non-apology apology, because I'm not sure what I was apologizing for. I, I apologize that it got heated. Um, and he, you know, he accepted and, you know, maybe we'll get coffee. But the, the highlight moment, and then we'll get into what people really care about. The highlight moment is at these meetings, there's like the big substantive things. We're, we're redesigning something. We're, we're having to pay a lot of money for X. There's also okay. the individual bullshit. So you get fined like 25 bucks if you violate the rules. Ooh, I, that was the first time I cursed on the pod. I think it is. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I think so. Ooh, yeah, you first, explicit rating. You earned, that, you earned that explicit rating there, yeah. So anyway, people complain about like the very big but also the incredibly small. So that you get fined between zero and a thousand dollars, depending on how egregious what you did. It's like, if you like break the treadmill cause you're drunk, you'll get fined a thousand dollars. Okay. This guy got fined $25 because he, he had his stuff go over the line in the parking garage between his space and the next space. Okay. And his complaint was that he owned both spaces. Therefore he should be allowed to violate the rule. And it got absurd from there. So this is an old guy 
and he's waving around photos of other people who had put stuff over the yellow line and demanding to know if they had been fined or if something more nefarious was going on, like the board was singling him out for being, you know, objectionable or something. Uh So then the board's all sitting there, and one of the board members, completely serious, goes, I'm sorry, are the photographs still being circulated? And I just bust out laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. First of all, about... A decade too late on on photographs being a thing, but yes, yes, you know. But then that that happened, and it just I don't know. One of the people who I was there with, one of my friends in the building, texted and she wrote, um, "I learned something. You can still get printed photographs in 2018." Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's my story. Okay. Okay. Matt, why don't you lay down the ground rules for our mock draft? All right. Well, yes, yes. Um, so, good, good story. And yes, that was a very long meeting. First of all, because uh, yeah, we, you know, one of the highlights of the meeting, I believe, for you was texting about ASU's upcoming series with Mississippi State in 2024-25. That happened while I was still at work. I've been home from work for like three hours. So yeah, that was a long one. But hopefully, you got something accomplished. I guess let's put it that way. I don't know if you did, based on what you said there. I don't. I don't know that I did either. No. Okay. Okay. But well, I was present. I participated in building democracy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes. Yes. And I respect you for it. So, all right. Let's uh, let's get to it. Yes, we are. We are less than forty eight hours from round one beginning. Forty six hours, I guess you'd say. Uh, so yeah, let's do our. Uh, we're each going to give a top five, and then any other quarterbacks you think go round one. Say where you think they'll go. Um, and any trades, trades are allowed. Uh, let's do uh, as we think it will happen and not what we think should happen. You already heard me rant about this before we started recording, but what we think should happen means absolutely nothing because we're not making those picks. Um, so let's let's go to not that what we think will happen means anything either, but at least it's a little bit more realistic. Son of a gun, you stole my line. Uh, Sorry. It's uh, fine. Okay. I said, nobody will care about what we think should happen. And then you said... And nobody will care what we think will happen. It doesn't And you're matter. right. You're <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I know. It, it wasn't, you know, we, we talked about it already. I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, you know, I should have saved that for actually on recording. Um, but right. yes, you're right. Nobody will care either way, but I care. And so I'd rather do what will happen, or at least what we think will happen, because we're probably going to be wrong. All right, let's start with... First pick, which I think yep. the Browns will keep, despite yep. everyone talking about other things. Um, the tweet today from Schefter that a source tells him the Browns are interested in Baker Mayfield. If that's not Baker Mayfield or his agent, then I don't know what's true. Yeah, I don't believe that. I mean, my only thought on that is, and this is me thinking about it maybe a little too much, but let's say you're the Browns and you you know you think pretty good bet that the Jets love Baker Mayfield. They want him. And you think the Giants aren't taking a quarterback. They've settled on they're going to take Barkley or whoever. Do you float that out there hoping that the Jets will think, oh man, they want him too? Well, let's trade up from three to one. And then if you're the Browns, you get the pick. You, you get to pick the guy you were going to pick anyway at one, but you get some extra assets from the Jets. So you think it's a Celtics 76ers thing here? I do. I do. I, yeah, I think yeah, I think that might make sense. I don't think it'll happen ultimately, but I think it's it's floated out there to try to say, yeah, you know, we might like him too. And then if somebody really likes him, maybe not even the Jets, maybe somebody else, you know, say, oh, well, we'll we'll give you you know four picks to go up to number one, so we could get him. Oh, okay, sure. There you go. I think they're going to take Josh Allen, and I don't like it. Well, a week, uh, if we had done this last week, I was going to say the same because um, it seemed to be going in that direction, and it, and it still might. Um, I'm going to say they take Sam Darnold. I've, I've said that when we talked a month or so ago. We did our quarterback breakdown or whatever that was. Um, I thought he would ultimately be the guy, and, and I still ultimately think he do. He will. He do. That's poor, poor English. I think um, he do as well. Uh, they do, and he will. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Darnold as the number one pick. But it, it uh, like I said last week, I would have said differently. So you know, I seem to be going back and forth on this one. I think the Giants keep pick two. 
Everyone thinks they're going Barkley. I think they're going Chubb. So I'm, okay. So I'm okay. gonna say I'm gonna say they take Bradley Chubb. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna go with everyone. Uh, I think they're gonna take Barkley. I think that's the that's the guy that uh, they'll you know they'll pair with with Beckham and Manning and you know give themselves a an exciting offense. Wouldn't surprise me if they try to trade down some, but I don't think they want to trade down far. Uh, you know, like the notion of the Bills trading up to them, that, uh, moving down to 12, you lose a lot of control over who you could get. Um, they might swap with the Jets, though, if the Jets think... I, I could one. see that. Yeah, I mean, that trade happened last year, 3-2. to two. Um, So maybe, you know, but they have what they've got to do is fool the Jets into thinking that either someone else is coming up or they're going to take the quarterback the Jets want. Um, I think it has I to think, be the former. I think it has to be that someone else's Probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've got to make them think that, uh, you know, that the Bills or somebody like that is, is coming up to take, you know, Mayfield or Rosen, whoever it may be, um, see if the Jets will give something up. I don't think they will. I, I think, you know, they'll be secure enough to know where they are, and I think they'll, they'll take Barkley ultimately. Okay. Do you think so? You you and I both think the Jets are staying put at three yeah. after they acquired it from Indy. Yeah, I can't remember a team moving up to the top three and then moving up again. No, no. I mean, they gave up a lot to move up to three. So you, you know, some of like I think they gave up next year's first rounder, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, you kind of run out of real good assets that they can give up going forward, um, you know, because they paid a steep price. So I, that's the other thing is, is, you know, if you're, if you're the giants, what can you get back from them that makes it worth it to pass on a difference maker or two, um, you know, and knowing in some ways, yeah, you probably could do that because the jets probably won't take that guy. You know, it's all a game of, of, uh, you know, secrets and lies and, you know, it's it's crazy now how these teams protect things with the draft and, you know, feel like they're working for the CIA. Um, if but, you're the Jets, yeah. would you send a fourth-round pick to move up one spot? I mean, I guess if I, if I felt like I was, you know, in love with one guy and I felt threatened that guy wasn't going to be there at three. But, you know, if you go by last year to move up that one spot, it's going to take more than that. I know, the, but the if you're the Giants and you're not, and no one's biting, true, you don't want to move that. The Jets know you don't want to move that far. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, again, it's always so hard with this. Like I said, because it always feels like you know everybody's trying to hide what they really want and and you know playing some game of of lies and deception. Um, I, you know, I don't. I, ultimately, I, I think the Jets stay at three. Um, you know, if you're the Giants, would you take that? Yeah. Probably, I guess. I mean, you know, it's the, if you could get an extra pick and get the guy you were going to take it to, I suppose you'd say yes to that. But um, at the same time, you know, do you, do you just stay at two and just take the guy you want? I think you. I think you would be silly not to call the Jets just to see. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, but then of course, then you know, the flip side of that is, if you're the Jets, you call their bluff and say, "Now nah, go ahead," you know. Uh, we're we're good with whoever we got, and maybe they are. I mean, they traded up to three weeks ago before you really could say, you know, with any certainty who was going to be there at three. So maybe they're not, you know, locked in on one particular guy. They're willing to take whoever it is falls to them. And I think they're going to do something dumb. I think they're going to take Baker Mayfield. Uh, well, I got this the same pick there. Um, uh, you know, so I mean, yeah, I guess that, so. In mind, Darnold and Rosen are still available. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I've got them taking Mayfield. I think uh, to me, that's the match made in heaven. Uh, you know, uh, at least at least for storyline's sake. I'm not saying it. You know, it's going to lead to them winning multiple Super Bowls. Who knows? But um, you know, him going to New York. Yeah, it's, it's just like too perfect. As soon as they made that trade up, it felt like that was the that was the match that made sense, and I still think it does. I think it's a terrible decision. I think this this may be my Matt Ryan moment. <laughs> I am I am so out on Baker Mayfield. You can't find me. That's how far. I'm <laughs> well, I I'm not in. Um, uh, you know, I don't like him, so it makes it hard for me to to analyze him uh unbiased because i really don't like him um but uh yeah i'm not 
I don't know. I, I be, maybe because of situations like Matt Ryan, where I was where I was dead wrong, I'm I'm less prone to do that now because it's like you know it's all it's all where you go, where you end up fitting in, who coaches you. You know, is the Jets a great spot? Probably not. Um, but who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe he's the right guy for there. Maybe he'll handle the New York layer better than others have. Um, or maybe he'll melt and, and you know, be a disaster. Uh, you know, I think, I think either would be in play. I think he's going to be a disaster. I think no matter where he goes, he's going to be a disaster. And I mean, I wouldn't be upset if you were right. Let's say that. I, I'm I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I don't think that's the case. I'm I'm more just um, I'm hesitant because you know this is such a hard thing to predict uh, where these you know who who's going to be successful and who's not. Um, I've I've been right on some. I've been dead wrong on some. So I guess I I'm more hesitant to say, oh, you know, unless I am like really convicted that this guy has you know is going to be a disaster. I I just. I'm a little bit more on the fence, I guess. I'm convinced. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. The Browns get Saquon Barkley with pick four in my world. Okay. Well, I, I'm just flipping four and two because I've got the Browns taking Bradley Chubb. I think I think the Browns will take whoever is available of those two. Um, I've got the Giants taking Barkley at two, so therefore I've got them taking Chubb, pair him with Miles Garrett. You've got... You know, two hopefully top-notch pass rushers for a long time. You've got your quarterback. Uh, you've got a good receiver core that you've built. You spend money on the line. And at that point, you know, excuses start to run out. Time to start winning. Completely rebuilt quarterback room in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they tore it apart and started from scratch, which is probably the right thing to do. Um, not that, you know, I, I mean, I think maybe a guy like Hogan or, or Kaiser could still have some – serviceability in the NFL as far as being a backup or something. But uh, after going 0-16, probably not the worst idea to just, you know, start from scratch. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm getting now to pick five. Yep. Denver has the top two quarterbacks on their board still available in my world. Yeah. Both the L.A. quarterbacks, Rosen and Darnold. I'm, if I'm sitting at six and I'm the Colts, I'm fielding calls from everybody. Oh yeah, I, yeah. In that in that scenario, I think you're right. Yeah, I, mean, Dol- I think, I think the Dolphins are calling for sure. I think the Bills, the Cardinals. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. I agree. Yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. both LA quarterbacks are still there at six. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I agree. Now, are you saying Denver does not take a quarterback? Well, I you no, but you're guaranteed you're going to get one of the two. You I did think, one. I exactly. think Denver's yeah. going to take Rosen. Which okay. is Darnold outside of the top five, and I and he might be number one on a lot of people's boards. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got the same. I've got Denver taking Rosen. Um, now, I think in your scenario, I think Denver would go with Darnold. Um, and actually, I think I mean I think I would bet that in your scenario, if Allen goes one, that the Jets take Darnold. I think they they would love to get Darnold and would take him. But I think with you know in mind with him being gone, I have them taking Mayfield. Um, it's all, I mean, it, you know, it's all a game of musical chairs here in some ways. Um, but yeah, I've got Denver taking Rosen as well. I don't know that they are set on taking a quarterback, but I think the opportunity to maybe get the most NFL-ready quarterback is too much for, for Elway to pass up. I think if Rosen and Darnold are gone, he doesn't take one. But I think one of them falling to him, I think he'll, he'll jump at the chance to have a guy who... You know, he could plug in quickly if Case Keenum fails to replicate his 2017 success. So then we're going to talk about where we think the remaining quarterbacks go. Yes. For me, that's Darnold and Jackson. And I I think that in that moment, the Colts make a deal with the Cardinals and they just absolutely rip them off. Um, Yeah. And and the Cardinals in, in my world wind up with Darnold. Reminiscent of Leinert, except he might actually work out. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, well, I'm a similar vein to the one of the big four that's left, which for me is Allen. Um, I don't have it being six, though. I think it falls a bit. I think the Colts, um, with an opportunity to take, you know, maybe Minka Fitzpatrick or somebody like that, a difference maker on defense, which they desperately need. 
or Quentin Nelson, a guard. Um, you know, both of them would help. I think they do it. I think it actually ends up falling to 10, and the Cardinals trade up with the Raiders to get ahead of the Bills. Interesting. And they take Josh Allen. And to get ahead of the Dolphins. Yes. Yes. I think, I, and I think I've got them taking Allen. I think, uh, I think Steve Kime would love to get Josh Allen. Um, he's the, you know, he kind of fits the mold of what they've done and, and, you know, the, the at least physical type that they've got right now with Bradford Glennon. And theoretically, they, you know, cross fingers if Bradford stays healthy. I know, laugh at that line if, if you want, and I laugh at it too. If he does, you give him a chance to sit for a year before he, you know, would have to take the reins in, in 2019. Right. And then I have the Dolphins. Uh, I, I have the Bengals being unable to move up, um, or and I think rightly so, being unwilling to part with both first-round picks to just move ahead yeah. of the Dolphins. Yeah. So I have the Dolphins actually deciding. I think the Dolphins have committed already that if one of the five quarterbacks is on the board, they're taking him. Yeah. So I have okay. Jackson going to the Dolphins, and I have the top 11 five quarterbacks going, which okay. is the dream okay. scenario for your Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm similar. Um, I don't think the Dolphins take Jackson. I think uh, he falls to the Bills at 12. So without moving up, the Bills still get themselves a first-round quarterback um, that they can, you know, build up. Uh, probably McCarron is the starter to begin the year and maybe for the whole year. And then, you know, they give Lamar Jackson the opportunity to, to learn the system and be the guy in, in 2019, much like Josh Allen. Because I think they're the two that most are in need of, of a year to develop before their starters. So those situations aren't bad to them. I heard a take, and I want to know your thoughts. Lamar Jackson is the next generation of Mike Vick. He is going to, if he is given the chance, he will oh, yeah. obliterate the way the game is played. He will just turn it on its head. Now, the question, the question I would answer back to that is, did Mike Vick really do that? I mean, he had some, he had bursts of success, but, you know, did he really turn the turn? I mean, like, we thought that, but ultimately, did he? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he, he was great in doses. Um, you know, he had three years, and they were spread out, but three seasons that were great, 2002, in 2004 with Atlanta, and then what was it, 2010 with the Eagles when he kind of got that second, you know, second run there with Philly when, you know, they were supposed to go with Cobb and Cobb got hurt. Um, aside from that, he wasn't great. And, and that's not even taking into account because you can't really in comparing him, you, you know, the three years he missed for being in jail. You know, let's, let's take that out of the equation. Um, let's just look at the years he played. He was inconsistent. I think that if I had to give a, a comparable NFL career that I would project out knowing nothing about where he goes, yeah, I think if I'm drafting him, I'm hoping for a Colin Kaepernick type yeah. uh, tenure. He yeah. takes over a starting yeah. job. You have a two to three season window before he slows down and teams figure him out. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's I, it. That's what you aim and for. I, and I would, I would go, um, and I said this a few weeks ago when we talked, to me he reminds me a lot of Robert Griffin. Now, Robert Griffin got hurt, and hopefully this guy won't, but I think you could have that kind of initial success, and then it'll be about whether he can continue to adapt his game or not. And if he doesn't, he'll be uh, you know, a guy who's maybe out of the league in five years. But if he does, you know, he could have a nice, long career. Um, I hope he does. I mean, I'm rooting for him. I, I hope he does well. I just don't know if his his inconsistencies as a as a passer, and he is, uh, can be fixed. I'm ultimately not sure if they can. Do you think that New England would be the best spot for him if you were his mom agent? Yeah. Where yeah. Where well, would you hope I, he lands? I would. I mean, I'm still going with the two teams I mentioned when we talked quarterbacks, which was New England and New Orleans. I think uh, both of those are very intriguing because it would give him the opportunity to, to not be rushed into a starting job by any means. You know, he would not, you know, you go to Buffalo and yeah, I, I said, you know, well, that'd be great. But 
you know, let's say Buffalo gets off to a two and five start and the playoffs are starting to become a dream. And it's like, well, let's just put this kid in there. I think that's a, that's a bad outcome for him. You go to New England and New Orleans, they're not benching their starter. I mean, you could end up playing if, if the guy gets hurt. Obviously, no one knows for sure on that. But they're not, you know, they're not benching Tom Brady if they lose a couple games. Um, they're not benching Drew Brees. So those would be great spots for him. And get to play with really good offensive coaches, imaginative coaches who would use him, you know, on a, on a short-term basis next year but also be able to get him ready to play quarterback down the road. When you were listing guys you don't bench, I was about to say Eli Manning, and then I thought... Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, let's let's be honest. Eli Manning's at the point of his career where it's it's, uh, it's tenuous now. I mean, if he goes out and plays well next year, great. But if he doesn't, you know, then, then uh, the window might close on him you know he he got benched and everyone rallied to his defense and i was glad that they did but he hasn't played well the last couple of years so you know he's not in that position drew Brees and brady they you know they may have a, a game or two where they struggle no one's going to be calling for their job well i mean someone will in the hot take universe but in a general sense you know bill belichick and sean payton are not going to be oh yeah you know what let's let's just go to the kid now they They've got Super Bowls that, that allow them to say, you know what, we're going to stick with our guy. He's going to get his way through it. Uh, I think that all of my quarterbacks in the first round are taken by pick 11, and I think the Giants actually wind up with Mason Rudolph at pick 34. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying, uh, you know, so we both got five in the first round. I do as well. I, I think there'll be uh, maybe some interest in teams. You know, you, you get the, the one thing you get if you take a guy in the first round is you get that extra year. You know, it's a it's a four year contract with a fifth year option. Um, so there might be an incentive for a team or two to jump back into the first round, take somebody. I just I don't ultimately see one that's worth it. Um, now, if Lamar Jackson were to fall, you know, let's let's say things break a little bit different. Let's say Denver doesn't take a quarterback. And Miami doesn't take a quarterback. And all of a sudden, you know, you get to 15 and Lamar Jackson's still there and he falls into the 20s. Then maybe someone does that thinking, you know, hey, we'll we'll take our chance. Or maybe a team in the 20s like Pittsburgh, New Orleans, somebody like that jumps on the chance to take him and, and, you know, groom him behind their current starter. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see – at, at this next step in the evolution of the draft, when yeah. you get to pick 15, does anyone get antsy or anxious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, the draft is great reality TV, um, and it's great for people who like to speculate because in reality we don't really have any idea what's going on, but there's not much accountability if you're wrong. I mean, you know, just like this report today about Mayfield. Was anything concrete really stated? No. They said Mayfield's in play. Well, everyone's in play. They haven't made a pick yet. So if they take Mayfield, the people who reported that today will say, see, I told you. I told you two days ago this was possible. And if they don't, you could simply say, well, they were considering it. They decided to go with someone else. It was in play. When you have the number one pick in the draft, it's always in play. Everybody's in play. Yeah. So, um, I mean, nothing's been decided. And, and, I mean, you know, I read today that, you know, uh, Ian Rappaport, you know, the Cardinals are, are aggressively calling around about the price of moving up. Could mean they do. Man, maybe they won't. Like, well, oh boy, you've covered every base there. Well, and yeah, also I'm, they should. They, sure, they should sure, be I mean, calling aggressively so to see because if there's a chance uh, you can move up cheaply. Right. You do it. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's great for for reporters who and I'm just going to say it. I don't always trust because no one can ever prove them wrong. I mean, nowadays with the draft, no one even after the fact says, you know, we weren't considering that guy because people guard this stuff, like I said, like they work in the CIA. And so do you think John Dorsey is going to come out, you know, if they take Sam Darnold or Josh Allen, you think he's going to come out on Thursday night and say, we were never considering Baker Mayfield? Of course not. I'm not going to say that. So, so uh, you know, the report of that today Nobody's ever going to say, you know, you were wrong on that. It just sits out there and they say, well, we were considering him, but we ended up going another direction. So the NFL Nation mock draft is out. 
I saw. Along with all the other mock drafts. I don't put a lot of stock in that one, but I saw it, yeah. They have Darnold, Barkley, Mayfield, Chubb, and then the Broncos taking Denzel Ward. I saw that, yeah. They've got Rosen falling to what? I think Miami? Rosen, Miami at 11, Josh Allen to the Bills at 12, Lamar Jackson to the Cardinals at 15. Yeah, I'm going to trust the buzz around here that the Cardinals are not interested in Lamar Jackson. I mean, there was that buzz maybe about a month ago that they were going to jump on him, but it seems like from what I've heard, and I'm not on the inside anymore, I'm happy about that, Um, but, you know, what you hear is they're not – they're not hot for Lamar Jackson. They they love Allen. They love Mayfield. Um, I don't think they think they have much of a chance to get either Darnold or Rosen, but I think they, they'd probably jump at the chance to get either one of them if, if they fall. Um, but, yeah, I, the buzz seems to be going away from Lamar Jackson here. Interesting. Now, maybe that's, uh, you know, again, everything you hear, you have to take with a grain of salt, but maybe that's what they want everybody to think, and then they're going to swerve you on draft day and, take Lamar Jackson but um, that's the direction it seems to be heading for now at least yeah interesting interesting yeah, interesting yeah. yeah it'll be fun you know I mean and, and uh, the best part is at least in my opinion in less than 48 hours we get to know the answers at this point I kind of get tired of you know all the different like the Mayfield report today it just I kind of just like shake my head and it's like, oh, let's just get to it. You know, everybody's just throwing stuff out there and no one's really going out on any real limbs, but they're saying things and then people run with it like, oh, the Cardinals are moving up. Well, no, let's let's wait till Thursday night. If they make a trade, they move up. Then we got something to talk about. Right now, it's just chatter. Yeah. Um. We'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm sure I'll look yeah. stupid for for it, but I'm really glad you went out on this Baker Mayfield journey with me on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the third I pick. I did. Yes, yes. I uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like I said, I you know I think they'd take Darnold if they had the opportunity. Um, it seems like again reading what other people are saying, which is always dangerous, but that they love Darnold and they'd love to get him. I don't have them having that opportunity, so I've got them taking him. Now, a lot of people think they'd take Rosen, uh, and I don't think that'd be a bad pick at all. I like Rosen. I heard Rosen on Dan Patrick this morning, and I became an even bigger fan than I already was. I, I like this kid. I will, I will be rooting for him wherever he goes. Um, but I just I think the Mayfield thing just makes too much sense for the Jets. I want to pivot now. Unless there's something else on the draft you want to talk about. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it. But I think we've covered our bases. ASU has announced a home-and-home home with Mississippi State for, yep, 20, yep. for 2024-2025. This home-and-home home will be completed the season before the home-and-home home with Louisiana State Begins. Begins. And that right. home and home was supposed to take place when we were in college. I know. Crazy, right? It's amazing. It really is, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we've we discussed that a few times over the years, and it's it's just uh, crazy how that thing has continued to be postponed. I wish, you know, and you, I probably could, you know, magic of the internet, you can find old stories. I bet you you can find stories from, you know, the late 2000s that said these games were supposed to be played in, you know, 15, 16 or 16, 17, because I swear it was around now that they were originally supposed to be played and then it got postponed even further. The future schedules are locked in for non-conference opponents for ASU, although I'm just going to say this because I believe it to be true. If if I'm betting on a non-conference opponent to be dropped from this schedule – it's Texas State. Yeah, that one's odd, especially going to Texas State. That's a that I, smacks of a Todd Graham. We have to does. play games in Texas, and really Todd Graham's does. not much, here. So much like the trip to San Antonio that we took a couple years ago. Yeah, which was I, almost I, devastating. It was. <laughs> yes, it was, and we get the the return game this year, and hopefully, it won't be devastating. Um, but that's not a game that should be taken lightly. I don't think. Um, but you know, yeah, I I. 
am surprised seeing that. And you're right, with the de-emphasis, it seems right now at least, of Texas recruiting compared to California recruiting, I could see that one being one that eventually gets canceled. Yeah, these these Oklahoma State games are like that, except Oklahoma State's a real team. Yeah, yeah, going to play, I mean, a, a top-level Big 12 program, obviously, is is a bit different than playing a team in, what, the Sun Belt, I think, is what yeah. Texas State's in. Um, you know, now playing them at home wouldn't surprise me, as you know, but a home-and-home home with them is, is a bit unusual, and it does definitely ring of a... Uh, of a Todd Graham schedule move, which he is, of course, not here anymore to partake in that schedule. Speaking of schedules, though, I think we should alert our loyal listeners that we have picked our SEC game. That we have. We are locked in for the first weekend in November. Yep. Texas A&M at Auburn. Greg Powell, we will give you our first-hand impressions of the Aggies but yep, we will probably yep. not be rooting for said Aggies. No, we will not. It will be at, and, and let's see if you paid attention when we talked on Saturday. How is the stadium pronounced? Oh, my God. No, I, I Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Hare. There you go, Jordan. Yes, yes. Jordan Hare Stadium. Well done. Uh, and, and so we will be mingling with the Auburn fans and make ourselves Auburn fans for a day because that's part of the fun of this. Uh, it worked in Ole Miss. Yeah, it'll be fun. It did. It did. Um, and yeah, it'll be enjoyable. Get to see uh, Jimbo Fisher in his first year at Texas A&M. See what, see what the, the uh, national championship coach has up his sleeve. And, uh, you know, should be a pretty good Auburn team, I think. Defensively, you know, should be really, really good. And my my projection, radar, my so, projection yeah. for your Heisman Trophy winner, meaning you, Matt's pick for the Heisman right. Trophy, is Stidham. I, that's who I think, I think to today well you think you're going to – yeah. I think that you like being right and you're going to give it – this is going to be your version I, of I picking do, a Georgia quarterback. I do like being right, no doubt. Who doesn't? But I wouldn't bet on that. I don't have a pick yet. I'm a little less high on Stidham than I was last year. I'm not, I'm not low on him, but I'm not as high. We are not low. We are not low. Exactly. Um, I've I've got a pick in mind today of some variables that still have to play out to determine if I want to go with that pick. Uh, Jeff Metcalf, by the way, just tweeted that uh, the same thing we were talking about, that ASU was originally supposed to play at LSU in 2005. It was moved due to Hurricane Katrina. The yeah. at LSU game is now 2029. So Crazy. 24 yeah. seasons after the Yeah, Yeah, I remember that game very well. One of the one of the most exciting games um, that I've, you know, at least as far as an ASU football game goes, I think up there with the most exciting ASU game I've seen. Um, they didn't win, but a tremendous thriller with an unbelievably talented LSU team. My God, you look back at, at the guys on that team and the talent that team had. Um, wow. You know, they were loaded from top to bottom and we should have beat them. But unfortunately, through some special teams faux pas, we did not pull it off. No. So to wrap up, let's touch on the NBA. The Celtics took out the Bucks, so it's now 3-2, coming back to Milwaukee for Game 6. The Sixers have dispatched the Heat. Yep, so they're the second team to officially move on. Who would have guessed the first two teams to move on are the Sixers and the Pelicans? Just like everyone drew it up with the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, crazy. The only sweep of the first round is a six seed over a three seed. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, yeah. the eighth seeded Wizards have forced a tie right going there. back to Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's been a what I would say overall is it's been a fun first round, uh, just from a fan standpoint. And obviously, my favorite team has not played well. They did get a win, uh, which was you know better than getting swept. Yeah, gentlemen um, sweep. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad they got a win at home. That felt good to not get swept out. Um, I expect it to end tonight. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Maybe they got a miracle up their sleeves. Um, but, yeah, it's just been fun. I mean, some good breakout uh, players, you know, guys who we've known are good, but we're getting to see them on the biggest stage, whether it be Anthony Davis or Ben Simmons, Embiid coming back from injury, uh, and, and some some legitimate, like, hostilities too which i think is fun that's 
that's what you want. You want it to feel like these games matter. And in a lot of series, there is uh, what feels to be legit dislike between the two teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, Aaron Baines and Giannis have problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Embiid yeah, and so, uh, Winslow have uh, problems. Yeah, the you know the Heat and the Sixers have been going at it. Uh, the Wizards and the Raptors have been going at it. The Jazz and the Thunder obviously have had some tiffs. Um, Lance Stevenson yeah, and LeBron, right? Cavs and Pacers. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been fun, and there's more to come. And I, I mean I think you got to appreciate because in the past years it felt like the first round was never ending. There wasn't a lot of drama. Most of the series were, you know, obvious to predict a winner. This year hasn't felt that way. It's been a it's been a fun first round, I think, in large part because when you look at the West especially, there isn't a lot of difference between three and eight. Um, two games and the standings divided three and eight. So even though you had a three six, I mean that that wasn't an easy series to project, obviously, because the six won in four games. Um, you know, the four or five, those two teams finished with the exact same record. So you've got some pretty even matchups. You know, the, the one eight in the East, Washington is, is not your typical eight seed. I mean, that's a pretty good team that through some, you know, injuries and some just funks that they had through the year ended up finishing eight. That's a pretty solid team that Toronto got to play in the first round. So it's, it's been fun to watch and, and, uh, you know, a few, few more days of it here the next week or so to finish it out. Do you think anyone will pull off the upset, you know, Washington, Pacers, Bucks um, coming back? Boy, I think the Pacers sure could. The Cavs are so inconsistent, but the Cavs winning game four gives me more confidence that they're going to pull out the series. I think the – I kind of agreed with what Barkley said, that the winner of that game was going to win the series. Um, but, you know, the Cavs, boy, they're just hard to predict this year. It seems like, you know – Every time they look good, they look awful the next time. So, um, Wizards-Raptors is interesting. Game 5 tomorrow is really interesting in that series because the Raptors have some playoff demons that they have to live down. And, boy, they'll, they could be tight tomorrow. I'm, I'm really curious how that game unfolds because if they lose, it's panic time that they've got to win a Game 6 on the road to stay alive. Yeah. So... Uh, Ultimately, I'd go with Toronto because of the fact that, like I said, Washington's better than an eight seed, but they haven't always played that way this year. So I think I'm going to stick with Toronto. I think Boston wins that series. I've said that from the start. Um, probably I think Cleveland wins. I think Houston will finish it out in five in the West. I think Gold State will finish it out in five. Um, I do think the Jazz will finish off the Thunder, which is by seeding an upset four or five. Um, the Thunder seem to be headed for dysfunction. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if the Jazz beat them up in Game Five and, and things ended really ugly there. Yeah. Um, Westbrook's comments about Rubio were yeah disappointing. Yeah, and, and just um, you know, I like Westbrook. He's a fun player to watch. Again, we talk about you know just the entertainment value he brings it every night. It seems like, but I think it made um, it made it he lost this concept of team and he got so obsessed with shutting down Rudy Rubio that he gets four fouls in the first half. And, and it just took him out of his game, which has happened before. He's a very emotional player. Um, and you, you know, you're seeing this year and last year, as good as he's been individually, you're seeing why there's legitimate question of whether you can win a championship with Russell Westbrook, because he is kind of an Allen Iverson type of player. He's such a dominant persona that you just wonder, can he mix with other great teammates? And if he doesn't have other great teammates, then they're last year's team and they're not good enough to win in the playoffs anyway. But then you put him with some better teammates and the mix is just not easy. Yeah. I mean, he's a different player than Iverson, but reminds me a bit of, of how Iverson was. Iverson was tremendously talented, a one-man show, but didn't play well with others. And I think that's kind of the case with Westbrook, too. Yeah. I, I think his time with Durant and now with George shows that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you see, and I'm not a big Durant fan after how things went down, and you know, but you see why Durant may have wanted out because he is not the easiest guy to play with, I think. He, he is unbelievably talented, and I think he always thinks he can just do it all. And that's not the way to, to win 
in the NBA. I mean, you can you can win, you know, 45, 50 games in the regular season. You can average a triple-double. But winning in the playoffs is a different animal. Yeah. And it's hard to say someone who averages a triple-double is, is, you know, doesn't play well with others. But the assist has sort of become – it's almost become a selfish stat in some ways. It's kind of crazy. But, you know, Rajon Rondo has done it. Uh, you know, these guys that, like, they go out of their way to get assists. They're not really – playing good team basketball they're just working on their own stat line well and it just shows that that's you know the mvp award last year was not we may have got we may have got caught up in the hysteria yeah yeah um that that may be i mean he had a great year but that may be one that as time goes on even now but as as the years pass we may look back and think that maybe wasn't the wisest vote Maybe should have been James Harden then, and and then you make an argument that you know is he getting it this year because he's owed one from last year? Not that he didn't have a great year because he did, but he probably had a better year last year. I am not going to go Bill Simmons on you. I can't. I can't tell you who this person is, but a person who I know who knows things <laughs> told me that James Harden is the best ISO scorer by the numbers and measurables since they could track measurables, which is yeah, the back half yeah. of Jordan. Well, I know, you know, Barkley said, you know, he's the most unguardable player he's seen or something, you know, I mean, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I love hearing that, but the caveat I would put on it is he's, he's got to do it in the big moments. And, and there, there isn't a guy who's a bigger fan of James Harden than me and you, but he has, unfortunately, in his career, had some notable big moments that he's not performed well. And it goes all the way back to when he was here in the tournament. He didn't play that well. Um, last year in that game six against the Spurs, he just no-showed. Uh, the finals, when he got there with Oklahoma City, did not play well. So he's, he's got to prove it. This is, this is the year for him to hopefully take the step and do it on the biggest stage. Conference finals, NBA finals, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, that's that's how legends are defined in the NBA. You can score 30-plus points a game. Tracy McGrady did. But Tracy McGrady isn't thought of in the way that Kobe Bryant is because he didn't do it when it mattered most. And so, the, you know, uh, James Harden's going to the Hall of Fame. And if he never wins a title, he, you know, he's going to have a great career. But if he wants to be an uh, elite, you know, top 1% all-time kind of player, got to do it in the playoffs. Yeah. I just like that you can say he's going to the Hall of Fame and my reaction was oh, yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm taking I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from him at all. If his if his career maxes out at this, it's still a great career and there's no shame in it. But now for now for him with the company he's in, it's about how high can you go? Are you, you know, are you Tracy McGrady? Are you uh uh, you know, Allen Iverson, or are you, you know, a Kobe Bryant type, a Dwayne Wade type, a guy who can, you know, play his best when the games matter the most? I mean, that's the difference between we don't think, like I said, we don't think of, uh, of you know, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady the same way. They're comparable players, but Kobe did it on the biggest stage and McGrady never did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Uh... It's a good point. I think it's, I, I think it's still early, and obviously, you know, they're the one seed this year. And- oh, it's it's early, yeah. And and it, and I'm not saying it's this year a bust for them. I mean, he's he's still a young player. Uh, you know, he, he's going to have more chances, but it feels like this is a great chance. Golden State's a little banged up. They've they've not really hit their stride all year. Uh, you're the number one seed. You got a good teammate with Chris Paul. You got shooters all around. Like this is this is the time to do it, you know. If the opportunity presents, you don't want to miss it. Ask the Sacramento Kings from the early two thousands. The opportunity presented, they never walked through the door, and and then it was closed. Ask the Oklahoma City Thunder, the team he was a part of, supposed to be right there. They were going to win a bunch of titles. They didn't. No, but there's a chance that members of multiple members of that team could be winning titles. You're right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) As as key cogs of. Other teams. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you're right. It's, it's, uh, 
I was, uh, you know, side story here. I was, you know, going through stuff at my, at my, uh, apartment here over the weekend, looking through old like ticket stubs, cleaning stuff up. And I came across the 2011 Suns and thunder. I had the, the program that I saved with the ticket stub and I'm looking and they had West. I'm looking at the roster, you know, Westbrook, Durant, Harden, and not, not that I didn't know it, but seeing that in print was like, my God, what a, what an unbelievable amount of talent that team had. It's three guys who are MVPs of the three league. Three MVPs, yeah, provided but, that before they this won year, them. as we think you will. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing that they had that much talent assembled on one team. And one will always wonder if they hadn't traded James Harden after 2012, would they have won a championship? Uh, it's a great question. There's there's no there's no answer. We'll never know the answer. James Harden though might have maxed out as a sixth man. Manu probably he might you know Manu could be a Hall of Famer, but oh he will be I think know. yeah yeah but no you're right I mean it, it's it's a great what if if they had hung on to James Harden and said we're going to pay the luxury tax we're going to keep this group together and and we're going to go chase titles you know as a Spurs fan I look back and think boy I'm glad they didn't because they had beaten the Spurs in 2012. And the next two years, the Spurs got to the finals and they won a title. Maybe they don't get that other title if the Thunder stay together. There's, there's no way to know for sure. But if you're an Oklahoma City fan, I think you'll rue that because, boy, you were right there on the doorstep in 2012 and you blew it up before it maybe had a chance to really come together. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Me too. On that note, uh, the draft's coming. So watch that. Yep. Send us yep. your comments. Tell us where we were wrong. Direct those mostly yes. to me because Matt, you know, <laughs> Matt, Matt's doing fine. I need to be knocked down a peg or two. Well, no, I, I don't. I'm doing okay. I, I know. I usually know where I'm wrong or that I can be wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk all about it next week and see where everybody actually went. All the rumination will come to an end, and we'll know. Where is Sam Darnold going? Where is Josh Allen going? Where is Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen? And then it, then it'll be about getting ready for the 2018 season. Until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.